Hello everyone, it is I, the Angry Challenger, and I'm sitting here with my good buddy. Yeah, I'm on, it's the Dreaded Challenger. What's going on, Dreaded? How, you you having a very DJ day today? Hey, everything is gonna be alright. <laughs> That's good to hear, man. Every little thing, every little thing is gonna be alright. I was worried because right. your character is so weak that you'd be having a weak day, but it sounds like you're doing pretty well. You know, just because he has a whole bunch of six four matchups, yeah, doesn't mean I don't get my. It doesn't mean I don't get my W's. That's true. You you go out there and you get it with DJ, and it seems like all the characters you play in Street Fighter have D's, like DiCapri, DJ, D Ken, all those characters. You know. <laughs> yeah, yeah, D Ken. D Ken. Oh, um, pretty popular. Pretty popular guy. Yeah. Uh, Zangi. Yes. <laughs> All those characters. So, All right. We're talking about uh, a little something different today. We're not going to focus on our normal rants or esports or execution or anything like that. Today we're going to talk about the new challengers. Yeah, we are going to break down for everybody who, who hasn't heard the story of uh, how the new challengers came to be. So... Uh, we've said this previously, but we'll say it again. Both uh, Dreaded and I were in the military. We we're actually <laughs> in the same field, surprisingly enough, in two separate units from two separate times, but small world. Yeah, small world. Yeah, we uh, we actually met each other in Kandahar, Afghanistan, both while we were doing military contracting, both yes. having previously been in the military doing practically the same thing. Well, in the same field. Yes, yes. It's um, not the same thing. He was out there running things, and I was out there just kind of... Actually doing things. <laughs> <laughs> well, we were both doing things, but in different capacities. And I was an NCO, he was an officer. We were both doing yeah, the whole remote that. control plane thing, and it was a lot of fun. I mean, I'm sure we both have good stories, and not, we're not going to get too far into that, but it, that's what we did when we were in, and... We met in Kandahar. When we initially met, it wasn't because of our backgrounds in the military. In fact, when I met Dreaded, I didn't even know that he had done my same job in the military. We just knew that we both enjoyed fighting games. Yes. Yes, we met and bonded strictly over fighting games. Yes. And it wasn't until much, much later that we figured out what the heck we did before then. Because that did not matter. No, it didn't really matter. What mattered matter. was uh, yeah. when I met this guy, he was legit at fighting games. And when I met this dude, I lost to him playing as Ken, who that's who I mained at the time. And my buddy did heckle <laughs> me after that and said, I thought you were supposed to be good at Street Fighter. <laughs> bitterness in my heart welled up. But thankfully, I ran into Dreaded again at work because apparently we worked <laughs> in similar sites. At the as same well. place, <laughs> the same site. But you know, he just, it, he just strolls into the room, and I'm like, "Oh, you you work here too? All right." I saw this man. We this man was <laughs> playing some mad Plants vs. Zombies. He had a, a level of focus so high. <laughs> he was like Daigo with the Plants vs. Zombies. I could barely. I was like, "Yo, what's up, man?" He was just rocking that Plants vs. Zombies. So, yo, if I could hit links and actually, you know, do combos like I like I can kill hordes of zombies with plants, man, I'd be dominating Evo right now. Yes, you would, sir. Yes, you would. 
Okay, so let's go back to the beginning. We're just we're messing around here. So uh, Angry and I actually met while we were uh, at the USO uh, for the first time, and I believe we were over at the uh, video game section. Yes, and we were scoping out video games to play, and I believe our conversation started over over video games. The two games that we were playing at the time was, like you said, Street Fighter Four. I believe this was before, back when it was just Super. Like we just had Super. Yeah. And I don't think Arcade Edition had came out. No. Uh, and Mortal Kombat Nine because that had just come out, and because it was fresh and hot, and new, I was trying to get good at it. Bit of a fool's errand, but we tried it. We tried it out. And game recognizes game. So I had a friend with me that I was playing Mortal Kombat 9 with because Mortal Kombat 9 was the game. It was the new hotness. And really nobody wanted to play KOF. Nobody wanted to play Street Fighter. I didn't really, like the 13, I don't know if that had been out at that time or not. But nobody was playing that with me, so... I was just there, and we were playing Mortal Kombat 9 every day. I thought I was okay at the game. You know, I had a, a decent understanding. But that particular day, I saw Dreaded there playing Street Fighter 4, so I jumped on there. He beat me. We met up again in the USO later, and we were playing Street Fighter and Mortal Kombat after that. And we kind of moved away from Mortal Kombat when, you know, Street Fighter just it was more fun. So we started playing Street Fighter competitively versus one another yeah then i mean at that point it was just two dudes broing out over street fighter which was the start of it all but then something amazing started to happen little scenes started to develop i was in the uso one day and i walked in and there was a there was a young very focused gentleman shout outs to this guy in there really getting on some street fighter 4 and i decided to play him i said hey excuse me sir can i can i play with you well He's like a nice guy, so he's like, sure, man, hop on there. I was back when I was on pad, so I grabbed a pad, and he straight up bodied me with Ryu. I thought I was good at the game. I thought I was good at Street Fighter in general, and I found that day, that day that I indeed was not good uh, at the game, at least not yet. This guy bodied me, and then I was like, angry. Yes. Yes. uh, Wow, it was amazing. I heard that. And I, I I said I said hey angry I wasn't calling him angry at the time you need to meet this gentleman he is he is pretty outstanding uh, and and you need to play him as soon as as soon as you can so pretty much right after that I think it was like that following Thursday maybe a couple of days after that happened I'm in there and he told me this guy's name I see him and I'm and I have I have a hitbox at the time this guy recognized me he's like oh you're the dude that plays Dan really well. I've been told about you. <laughs> and I said, yeah, man, you know, I, I play a little Dan, I play a little Ken, you know, whatever. I'm, I'm looking for this guy in here, you know. And I tell him the name. He's like, yeah, that's me. So I plug in, and I'm like, okay, all right, all right. Let's see what this guy can do. Let's see if he's really as good as Dreaded says he is. This man beat me 50 times in a row. 50 times. Now, let me tell you something. I love fighting games, so I kept going. But nowhere in my mind did I think that I could beat this guy. I mean, at first I thought, like the first couple matches, like, okay, I I just need to step my game up a bit. But this man, he was destroying me 50 times. I played Dan. I played Ken. 
I played Fei Long. I played all the characters I used to think I was good at. Guy, I just went in there and I just got annihilated 50 times. And eventually I just got so mentally exhausted that I said, you know what? Let me mess around with this little girl named Makoto. Lo and behold, <laughs> I beat him three times in a row with Makoto, with my oh. minor knowledge of Makoto. And he came back that and damage he beat, output. Yeah, he came back and he beat me five times in a row after I beat him three times. And that was just the beginning of it all. And then we started, it went from two of us to the three of us. And we were all playing. Now, when you play that much, as much as we are playing, you tend to attract crowds. Because people are like, oh my gosh, look at these guys. They're going at it. These guys are good. So that attracted more individuals. Yeah, we had one guy. uh, Shout out to him. I'm just going to say his name probably never going to see him again but if he ever hears this you know shoot us a message man benjamin i believe he was a pfc or a specialist at the time and we can now call him the unknown challenger yeah he kind of dropped off he was okay now i was playing this guy who beat us who we now call the shoto challenger one day and i was playing as dan and he was wrecking me as normal and this other guy comes in another nco who we now know as the sonic challenger he played guile yes and this guy's watching me play and after i get fadc to ultrad while shoto is playing as ken the guy goes and points at me and goes i don't know what this guy is doing but i know that you're good and i want to play you man and these two go at it now Shoto's still bodying this guy, but this guy has strong defense. He's out there, and he's Turtle Master. This guy's hilarious. <laughs> I felt a little put off, but, you know, he, he kind of looked at me and was like, this guy's no good, but I felt like I had to prove myself. So soon, it went from just the three of us to the four of us to five of us, and we had crowds watching us. We were hype. We were making jokes, and it was a lot of fun. The camaraderie was high. We would look forward to the next time we could get off of work, which there were long hours out there. Yeah. And hopefully we'd find the other, the other, our other little crew up in the USO, scoot everyone out of the way, put our names on that list, get on that PlayStation and play for as long as we possibly could. And it was winter stay and, you know, Shoto Challenger would just go in there. Well, we called him Shoto Assassin at the time, but we'll get to that. But he, he would go in there and win like 25 in a row and we would just circle around to see who would beat this guy. Now, we were and we were getting stronger too. It wasn't like I mean he was running over us, but those days of him just completely steamrolling us were starting to dwindle because it forced us to research and do our homework and look and look up YouTube combo videos and look up strategy guides and Bibles to try to figure out how do I get better? How do I use my meter right? How do we get better? And it pushed us to be better. A lot better. A big thing for me is back in the day, I was just one of those special move spamming guys. Shoto, he turned me on some new stuff. He told me, you know, you need to start doing combos. You need to start using FADCs. You need to start using Focus Absorbs. And I just kind of, at first, I was like, I'm not doing any of that. I don't need that. But this is the same thing I went through when I was playing KOF. And I said, if I'm going to get good at this game, this series of Street Fighter, I need to step my game up. And I did. He forced me to get better at the game, to get a better understanding of the game. And now when I play any fighting game, 
I know what to do. And that's just kind of how we all started. And we called ourselves the Kandahar Assassins because we were in Kandahar and we were just assassinating the competition out there. We were just killing them. We would look for fights. We would look for anyone who would be interested in playing Street Fighter just so we could body them. And we started taking, take, you know, uh, uh, amassing a body count. And at the top of the pile was Shoto, the Shoto assassin. And I was the angry assassin. And we had the dreaded assassin, the sonic assassin, and the unknown assassin. He, he peaced out somewhere. You don't know where. But we were all good. Soon to be replaced by the one and only demon assassin now uh is this gentleman this yeah. guy this guy we thought Shoto oh, was untouchable one day this guy comes in and he says you know he wants to play too he comes in there and we turn around and Shoto looks frustrated <laughs> that he had lost some matches what is going on over there? This man was using Akuma. He had mix-ups. He had air fireballs. He had some combos. And he was just killing it. And he played a little bit of a buki on the side, too. We're like, who is this guy? This was a guy who was able to beat Shoto consistently. I know, after we've been trying all this time. So we had a strong crew now. We had two front runners. You know, I was at the bottom, angry at the bottom, whatever. We had Dreaded and Sonic. I think you two were uh, about at the same level at that time. I remember losing to him on one bitter, bitter first to three. It was barely, barely, he barely beat me, but yeah. But, we, you know, we were rounding out the bottom. But you know what? The, com- the camaraderie was high. We really enjoyed joking with each other and playing with each other. The community was, was, was getting tight. So just like with any other club, what do you think we did? We, of course we got to make t-shirts. Yes, we made t-shirts for the Kandahar Assassins. And we even got new people in there. We got this guy we like to call the Iron Assassin who had never played Street Fighter before. But that's going down the road a little bit because there was a special game coming out. A game oh called Street Fighter Cross Tekken. We were salivating at the release of Street Fighter Cross Tekken. Oh, we were going to learn this as a crew. We were going to gather around this new game and learn it all together. And that game was magical. Switch cancels everything. Thinking back to it, how unoptimized our combos were, how we didn't have combos, it's kind of funny. But we played... I remember day one trying to trying to use meter to actually do boost combos. You're like, you're like stop that. I'm like, why? It's using meter. Oh, oh. I... But these are things Oops. we wouldn't have learned had we not played with the likes of the Demon Assassin and the Shoto Assassin and the Sonic Assassin. And Iron but, was and, there, hey, he was learning with us. Absolutely. And we were playing two-on-two, so we were having like four people playing at once. I, I believe at one time we had like eight people in there on two screens, all of us playing. Oh, Man, it was so great. It was fantastic. I mean, it was a heyday. The troubles of the launch of Street Fighter Cross Tekken aside – we had a lot of fun all learning that game all together because it was like a brand new slate. You know, all of a sudden I'm like, Oh shoot, I want to learn King. I'm going to play King and Vega. Yeah. That didn't, that didn't last long, <laughs> but still. And I remember, I remember angry wanted to start off playing Hugo, Hugo yes. poison. He was playing Hugo poison, Hugo poison. Well, after a long, you know, we got better at the game. We picked new mains based off of our styles. And then, you know, we became the legendary duo that would just troll, just troll people. 
like we would find two individuals who would who would want to throw down, and we would just get together and we'd be like, well, just troll them. Oh man, the body count was so high and beautiful because we knew the game and we actually went through tutorial mode. We were killing it, man. We were absolutely killing it. So the big thing for me, besides being able to play this new game and to be able to experience something new was just the attention we were getting and the people that wanted to play with us. We ran into this really nice dude we called the Patriot Assassin and he played a mean Rolento from the get-go. We had Shout people, out Patriot. Shout out to Patriot. I, I saw him recently. Very, very nice guy. Very man, I can't I cannot sing this man's praises enough. Just a great, great father, great player, everything. And I hope you're listening, Patriot. I Shout hope outs. you are. Shout outs to you, man. We we all miss you out here. But don't don't come back. You don't need to come back out here. <laughs> but um man, I'm telling you, like those T shirts really brought us together. We were really just killing it. It was so much fun and teaching Iron how to play Street Fighter while he was trying to show us some Tekken stuff. It was fantastic. And naturally, we had all these people wanting to play with us. We had people that wanted to beat us. We had people that wanted to take us down. Well, we were in the USO, and it was weird to us because one day I saw a soldier starting up a UFC tournament, and I thought to myself, why don't they have video game tournaments in the USO? So me and Dreaded got to talking. Yeah, I think we were talking with, with Shoto as well because he also had the same idea that you had. So I think the three of us were really talking about it. Yeah, we were all just formulating in our mind. It wasn't just the it wasn't just me. It wasn't just dreaded. It wasn't just Shoto. It was the three of us together. And Shoto, he thought it was a good idea and he he said, you know, I remember when he enthusiastically said count me out cuz he didn't want to play in the tournament. He wanted to give other people a chance to shine cuz that's just the kind of person he was. He knew he would win. Yeah. Yeah. So came the fateful day. We talked to the USO management. We said, "Hey, we want to run a Street Fighter tournament on this day, you know, on this day, and we'll run it." So can y'all just like give us a, you know, give us a station and uh, let us set up a thing? And lo and behold, the day came, and it was fun, and we have video of it. Yeah, we had another man there in the tournament who I don't know if he was this at the time, but he became the silent assassin. And yes. He, he played Ken. And another one of my friends was in the tournament, an older gentleman who I had been teaching how to play Street Fighter about a week before the event. And he never played Street Fighter. Well, he hadn't played since Street Fighter 2. And he remembered Blanca. And he's like, I don't know, man. And he got in the ring with me. And I said, hey, man, listen, if you can, you know, survive some rounds with me, I'm pretty sure you'll do okay at this Street Fighter tournament. So he went and he entered. And it was just him, my friend. And the silent assassin in the finals, and it was just electrifying. Not just because it was Blanca. I mean, that was one of the reasons. Yeah. Yeah, right, 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 right. He went up three matches. He was about to win the fourth one. And then silent, something just clicked in the back of his mind. And he just swept, and he won, and it was amazing. It was so great. You should see the video. But you know what? That was the beginning of something awesome. Yes, it was. was. That was definitely We had so much fun. And from then on, we're like, yeah, we need to do this more often, you know. And of course, of, of course, it just started off with Street Fighter, and we started making a little bit of a name for ourselves, and we started doing lots of stuff. We had Street Fighter Cross Tekken tournaments, and then people started asking for more games. 
Yeah, I mean, people were and they, sports games, shooting games, all kinds of stuff. Yeah, and so we, we, we actually started, like, officially volunteering at the USO. One thing I started doing, because I actually went and bought a copy of, of Street Fighter Cross Tekken myself, and then I realized, like, okay, well, what good does it do me if I have Street Fighter Cross Tekken and I don't have my own station because I lived in a tent with no TV? Mm-hmm. So I decided, man, I'm just going to straight up just give this to the USO. Hey, y'all can have this, and if any, you know, I'll just rent it. So that was kind of a cool thing, which actually started the thing of, of finding ways to give back to the USO for helping us out and donating games back. Angry used his connections and actually started getting some sweet game peripherals donated to the USO. So that was another positive impact we had other than just entertaining and, and throwing tournaments. We actually started uh, having some stuff donating because we wanted to make sure that that USO was completely stocked with fighting games at all times. We wanted to make Kandahar USO the fighting game hub of Afghanistan. And we did branch out to other places. Uh, we had another guy we call the All-Star Challenger. He was out at Shindan. It was at Fab Shindan. That's right. So we had an influence of Fab Shindan. We had an influence of the USO Kandahar. We were sending letters into magazines and getting them printed. And people would come up to me and they'd say, we've heard of you before. You know, I saw that letter in the magazine. Or, you know, I heard about you guys out at Shindan. Or, you know, I wanted to check this out. And it was so cool. It was just so great. And it was really life-changing for me because being out here all these years, not being able to play fighting games, and just being able to play fighting games, not only for myself for fun, but to be able to give back and see other people have fun, that's what really made it for me. It wasn't it was no longer just about me having fun. It was about me helping other people have fun. And that's all I've ever really liked to do, just entertain people, make people laugh. Just you know, the new challengers, that was an outlet. And I mean we weren't always the new challengers. We were the Kandahar We started off as the Kandahar Assassins, because, you know, we were just at that moment we were all just about stacking the bodies high. Yes. And, and, and Street Fighter. But when we wanted to have tournaments, we started wanting to actually put up flyers. Yes. And, you know, we had actually talked to the base command to put up flyers that said Kandahar Assassins on it. Well, that didn't fly. No, we, we can't do that. They're no. like, you can't just put things up that say Assassins on it. It's a base. You know, there's people that actually wanted to kill us outside. So <laughs> yeah. we had we had to brainstorm and come up with a new name. You know, we ran through a couple different ones. I think we, we settled – we settled on the new challengers because yeah. uh, new people were always coming up. Also, you know, shout out to that was the first fighting game I ever got serious in was Street, Super Street Fighter Two, the new challengers. But uh, yeah, and you know, it kind of embodied what we were all about: getting like, new people to come in. I really like working with Dreadit because you know he's got that leadership ability. We actually had talked about the new challengers' name well before the issue came up where they wanted to ban us. So. When we found out they, they were banning our name, we pretty much met up in my, my chew, uh, my room. We, live in, we used to live in trailers there. And, he, and we talked about it and was like, okay, let's just call ourselves a new challengers. There was no fuss over it or anything like that. For a while, it created this rift in the group where guys wanted to be the assassins. And some guys came in after the assassins and they were challengers. And they're like, no, I want to be an assassin. But we just kind of squashed the Kandahar assassins at that point because we wanted to be a unified group we didn't want any infighting in our group 
We recruited a lot of great players. You know, we had the Shoto challenger who had been there. He quit his job, unfortunately. You know, he got laid off. So we lost him, but we picked up Stylin. The Stylin challenger. Who was, who was a monumental in setting up the calf, uh, the Kandahar uh, Tekken scene. Yeah, there was no Tekken scene until the Devilish Challenger, the Captain Bulgaria. Captain we had, Bulgaria. We had Stylin there. We had Dreaded there. I used to call them the uh, the five Tekken gods. We had a guy there named SKR as well. So we had SKR, we had Devilish, we had Stylin, we had Dreaded, and we had Captain Bulgaria. And those guys were... We also had the cho- We also had Chosen. Yes, he came after... The, uh, yeah. after all that later on, but he was amazing. This man, he opened up a strategy oh, guide and he would read it for like 15 minutes and have such a deeper That's understanding. Right. He played, cross he was a Tekken, Tekken player. Man. He, he played cross Tekken for the first time. He just picked up the strategy guide that we had lying there, picked up the sticks, picked law and did a juggle combo that I'd never seen before. I guess it wasn't a strategy guide, but I was like, Oh man, this guy right here is something else. Yes. That's what the new challenges is all about right there. And I think that one of the sad things is people don't stay out here in Afghanistan forever unless they're me, you know. Then we just stay out here forever. Yeah. But the saddest part about it was seeing Shoto leave, seeing the five gods break up, losing Dreaded. Man, that hurt my soul. But the thing about the challengers is we had a reputation. Two days after Dreaded left, you know, we, we really didn't have anybody there. I mean, we had waves of people. We had, like, the first wave with the, uh, the demon challenger yeah. and, yeah. and devilish. You know, the assassin era. And then we had yeah. the challenger era. We, we had a whole new group of people. We had, you know, the guy there with his hot Newcomers feet. and yeah. experts alike. Yes, yeah. yes. And Angry was schooling him up, too. He would not let anyone settle for mediocrity. Like We, had, we put on school. Yes, we did. Which really started the whole training aspect of the new challengers. I remember watching the Dynamite Challenger just playing as, you know, Jin just punching people's souls, you know. And it was a good time. Yeah. But once Dreaded left, we kind of went in this lull. But the lull only lasted two days because then we had this guy come in called the Filthy Challenger. And he was great at Street Fighter. He was one of the best players I've seen in a long time. And we had a guy there named Fitwee, a soldier, who was even better than him. And I never got a win on this guy. I never got a clean win on him. Uh, I know that uh, Filthy did. He got a few. So it was really good. Like, I've always just run into people who were better than me and helped me get better. We had the classy challenger come way later. It's just, it comes in waves. You have these groups of people, these singles coming by. We had... You know, we had the Street Fighter crew, people that were great at Street Fighter. Then we had a Tekken crew, people great at Tekken. We had a Smash Brothers crew, people that were just great at Smash Brothers. And the scenes just kind of rose and fell and rose and fell. And I'm here now. I'm still here. And some of those guys came back. Captain Bulgaria was gone for two years. That's a classy gentleman right there. He came back. Captain Bulgaria came back. And, you know. For for those of y'all who don't know. He's actually a captain, and he's actually from Bulgaria. <laughs> he's from the Bulgarian military, and he's amazing at Tekken. Fighting games are international. This man was uh, he's humble as all get out, but he could play. 
and he knew he could been playing since Tekken one. Oh yes, and oh he schooled me up. That's for sure. Oh man, because I remember I learned Tekken while I was out there. I know I haven't really ever played Tekken seriously before. Uh, I wanted to get in with the dude, so I learned as much as I could. And those guys not only bodied me, but they also taught me a lot. Yeah, I mean, it was like a month that you played Tekken, and you were almost at their level, and you were like just out there playing with uh, styling. It's amazing. Yeah. Well, you know, he had a lot of good things to, to teach. And the teaching aspect of the new challenges can't be overlooked. Angry is really a really good instructor, uh, helping helping people get to the next level, building their confidence, teaching them the skills, the fundamentals, the combos, all that stuff, which kind of transitioned to the, the phase beyond just the tournaments, which was the uh, the teaching, you know? Yes. Yeah, we wanted to get more people to play, and I really wanted to teach people how to play. I just enjoyed teaching people how to play. I love that that moment when, like, there was a soldier sitting there, and he was kind of talking a little trash about Street Fighter. And I sat down, and I showed him how to do a Metsu Hadouken. I showed him how to do a Shinku Hadouken. I showed him how to combo into those things and juggle properties. And he, after he was done, he shook my hand, and he said, I didn't know there was so much into this, man. This is really cool. You know, we should do this again. And I started teaching more people how to play. And I just loved going down to the USO after work and teaching people how to play and helping the soldiers and then hosting the tournament so that they could have events. And there were times when I was alone and I was trying to make it work and trying to, you know, it's been hard. There's lulls. Some people don't come to the events. But just to be able to go in there and to run into somebody to play, it's been a lot of fun. And we do stuff at conventions and stuff now, too. And we've got this podcast, we've got our Facebook page and YouTube channel, and we're just really trying to grow the group. And We've yeah. done panels on how to play fighting games. It's like a fighting games 101 at major anime conventions. We were at Akon. We were at Anime Central. We're yeah. trying to get to OniCon. We've been at Ushikon, much smaller. But we've, we've done a lot of different things, and it's been a lot of fun. We've gotten a lot of support from other organizations like... Operation Anime Storm and Anime Military Association, Hitbox, Adark, Iron Galaxy. These people, oh yeah, they love to see what we do, and I think we do it fairly well. And we've, I mean, Dredd and I, we skipped over a lot of the funny stories that happen. Like, why do we call ourselves the Angry and the Dreaded Challenger? And you know, we could probably do another podcast just for that. And why we have our <laughs> motto is we just play for fun since 1987. And yeah, this, <laughs> this new challengers history deal, they could definitely be multi-part. But I think today what we've covered is, you know, how we got started and what it means to us. And at the end of the day, talking to another guy I want to mention and give a shout out to, because I know I can't give a shout out to all the challengers. It's amazing how many of these guys live all over the United States, all over the world. And I just see them at different conventions. I have dudes walking up to me and like, I remember you from CAF at conventions and stuff like that who've seen me at different cons, who've seen me at different bases, but this guy named Marvelous, we were leaving the USO. Oh, man. Let me be frank. Yes. I'm not going to lie. Not going to lie. This guy is one of the nicest guys you'll ever meet, and he said to me one day when we left the USO and went back to his true, he said, hey, man, I really appreciate what you're doing out here because if I wasn't in there playing games with you and Dreaded and having a good time, I would be in my chew by myself thinking about how much I miss my wife. And it's not to say he didn't miss his wife, you know. 
to uh, yeah. Boomer, but it took his mind off things, and that's all me and Dreaded really wanted to do. We just really wanted to help soldiers take their mind off the current situation and focus on having a little fun every once in a while because there was no fighting game scene in the U.S. So, uh, you know, I don't want to, I don't want to say anything bad about the center manager at the time because he was doing what he had to do, but he didn't really like the whole video game scene in the U.S.O. And it was kind of difficult starting out. But eventually, he came to us and asked us to do the New Year's events. I have hosted these New Year's events with Dreaded two years running. And I did it again last uh, New Year's. We host these New Year's events that last for like four to five hours. Like a video gaming decathlon. It's it's hours of pure madness. And it's it's amazing. It's a lot of fun. And that is, I mean, I did... uh, the internet, the uh, National Nerd Day, I think it was International Nerd Day or whatever, and so many funny stories from that, running into this uh, female soldier who said, oh, I don't really play games, and then she mentioned that uh, she liked to play Sonic because he was low tier. Like, you don't use that kind of language if you don't play fighting games. But you meet yeah. all these cool people, all these cool people, all these cool stories, but at yeah. the end of the day, to have somebody tell me like... Like hey, Easy Challenger, shout yeah, out to Easy Challenger, Easy Challenger did a podcast was, with us. Yeah, just in our last podcast... Being able to do this, being able to share these stories and all these funny moments, all that pales in comparison to a guy or a girl telling you, hey, thanks, you know, this makes me happy. This is what I want to do. I want to make people happy. And I love the fact that I can do something like play fighting games and spread that love, spread that knowledge with a guy like Dreaded, who he said, I'm a good teacher. This man, he doesn't get in the weeds when he teaches like I do. He can reel people back. <laughs> he can play Tekken. He can play Street Fighter. We play Blaze Blue. We play Persona. We play we press Square so many times when that game first came out. Man, my thumb broke over that Square button. <laughs> Both of us had a passion and have a passion, not only for fighting games, but supporting the troops, the USO. Which is, yeah, which is why we're doing this pod right now. And hopefully this podcast will become a little bit more popular in the future. And some of you people listening will donate a little bit of your time or your money to the USO. This is a great organization. And if it weren't for the USO, I would never have met my boy Dreaded. I would never have started the New Challengers. I might not even be in Afghanistan right now. And we'd both be complete garbage at all fighting games. Let's be real. real. We would, I would still, I can't even see myself back there. Like, Back then, I would want to go back in the past, like jump in a time machine and play past Angry Challenger and see just how far I've come. Oh, yeah. I'm Man, it would be it would be 10-1, if that. Maybe 21, maybe 31, maybe 51 of you bodying your old self. I know I would. I, would I, I didn't know. I don't know anything. And it's amazing how one person, you can run into that one person, and they can show you so much. Shoto, the demon, the devilish, styling, styling, filthy, the smashing challenger. I didn't know there was tech in Smash Brothers like that man showed me tech. <laughs> I garnered such an appreciation for games and being able to run into people like Dreaded who have an open mind or easy, who just keep an open mind and open perspective and just want to learn. It's a good scene right there. Yeah, it's a good scene. So uh, that's the that's the history of the new challengers, and we hope that you can find a scene where you know if you're not if you're not you know 
a challenger, if you haven't hooked up with us, we hope you, you find your own scene and set something up because that's what it's about. Yeah, and people ask us during panels, like, how do you get more people to play with you? And I just tell them, start your own scene. Go somewhere, reach out online. We've got social media. If you're in a college and you have a rec center or something, just go in there and just get it. Put up some flyers. Put yourself out there. And you, too, can be the next cool guys on the block with hitboxes. <laughs> awesome. So yeah, I mean that was uh, that was our history in a nutshell, and I'm I'm sure we can. Yes, go thank you for listening. Things. Yeah, thank thank you very much. Oh yeah, I guess the only, the only other thing I gotta say is um, two things. Started reading Baki Do. Oh, Baki Do. Fantastic, yeah. and we should probably just do an entire podcast on Baki and how you know it relates to fighting games somehow. I don't know. Fist do you know why we should do that? Why is that? Because it's our podcast, and we can do what we want, and, Bel- we and Baki's want. awesome. Baki is awesome. Yes. Just the North Star. Read Baki. Baki. Read it. Watch it. Just do it. Yes. Just the North Star is also awesome. Shout out to the USO. Shout out to Hitbox. Shout out to Adark. And thank you. For shout out to all people. challengers everywhere. Yes. If we didn't mention you, I'm, I'm sorry. Okay, I'm just, I'm just sorry. You know who you are. Challengers. Assassins. All of them. Shout outs. Big shout out to Shoto because if it wasn't for Shoto, I would not be where I am today in fighting games. In life, probably. Oh. I'd probably still be there. <laughs> but fighting games definitely, definitely help me with fighting games. You know, you help me make, a, make me a better person too. Dreaded helped make me a better person because now I'm more charismatic and I can talk to more people. I didn't, I didn't used to go and host the tournaments and get on the mic. I was too nervous. Dreaded helped me. Oh, with well, that. likewise, it was, it, was, it was definitely mutual. It was likewise. Well, man, we're, we can go forever on this, and we can do more later. Hopefully, if we do another history lesson, we can get the All-Star Challenger on here to talk about the Shindan side. Yeah, that'd be, that'd be incredible, because he's done amazing work over there. Yeah, he's, he's done amazing work, and he actually works for the USO, so I love to hear his perspective. Right on. Well, maybe uh, the next one. Yes, sir. Well, uh, you want to close it out today here? Until the next challenge. Thank you very much.